0: Whoa, look, it's time to go viral. I'm homicidal, I'm killing all my rivals. I'm the man, should I put that on the Bible? I find my target cause you know I got the title. Hey, I'm a Mac too I told Baby, shake that ass like at she Apple. She said it's real, so she got my name tattooed. House full, so I hit it in the back room. Whoa, baby said she needed nail, peep the urgency. I want a little kim before she had the surgery. Leg spread on that hardcore poster She love twerking, she just do it for the, coach. for the coach. Big dog, big dog, bull Mask, Six tray Chevrolet, I'm classic yeah. All these niggas mad at me, that's tragic so? the main bitch in the bed, that's graphic Yeah, we about to go viral, go viral. Hey, 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 hey. About What's the deal, people? It's your boy, the one and only, your host that do the most, Mr. Viral himself, a.k.a. the villain, because they hate me for my opinion. Welcome back to another episode of the Way podcast. we here to wake the sheep that sleep. we here to lead the way like my bro Messiah say. As always, I got my bro in the building.
1: Yes, sir. Disorderly conduct. Every time we speak, it's unique.
0: A paradigm shift is among us. Let's go. Let's get to it. And unfortunately the messiah will not be joining us today you know we fresh back from philly we just landed back in la yesterday his flight got delayed uh shout out wallow and shout out uh podcon we was out there for the podcon event so you know he i think he got snowed in or something like that mm. so but we're gonna get to it though we're we gonna we're gonna rock and roll yeah shout out to messiah man we're gonna lead the way for you yeah uh podcon was dope man shout out all the content creators i've seen out there podcon was dope uh wallow he did a lot for the community with that one it was free it was a lot of game being dropped in the building so shout out everybody that showed up and and dropped that game yeah
1: that's cool i'm, I'm mad i couldn't go i should i should have
0: went really i really should have tried to go it, nah, cool, it, it, nah, it, it was cool though it was real informative i took a lot of notes but it's a lot going on in the news man uh, i seen this clip of nba young boy saying he's not big on fatherhood and he got a lot of he got a lot of backlash for that because they like, hold on, bro. What you mean? You got 11 kids. Yeah, like, how the fuck, <laughs> fuck you ain't big on fatherhood? Nigga? You, you the definition of fatherhood. You yeah. got a fucking basketball team. Like, what you mean? You got starting five and bench players. Like, how you That's ain't big fact. on fatherhood? So I definitely want to touch on that because fathers, specifically black fathers, we don't mm-hmm. get a lot of love as is. So for him to come out and say he ain't big on fatherhood, was that gave a lot of people who shit on us. As fathers, like, and ammo, like, did. oh, yeah, see, yeah. The, that's exactly what we talking about. Mm. But how you feel about it? Um, I think,
1: like you said, fathers, especially black fathers, get shit on, you know, for for the lack of fatherhood. Um, so I think for him to say that, I mean, he was telling his truth. You, you feel me at the end of the day? Like, that's that's his truth, and that's how he feels about it. Um, I think that people maybe have a hard time hearing it, but he taking care of his kids, but I think he was more so like, I'm just not big on this shit. Like, I'm not the type of person who is like, man, I'm so proud to be a father. Cause you know, you have different types of people. Like, maybe his point of view is this is just something that I like, it's my obligation. I don't necessarily love to do it, but I'm gonna do it. And more so than being like, man, I embrace this role. Uh, I love to do it. And, you know, I'm trying to teach the next generation how to be better. It more so seems like he's just like, I got 11 kids. I'm not going to take him nowhere else or put him nowhere else. So let me just do my thing with him. But um, I don't know. I can't really speak too much on how that's affecting the children or if it's affecting the children negatively or not, because I don't know. I'm not in his situation. But I think he was just speaking his truth.
0: Uh, And I'm I'm sure there's other fathers out there that feel like that, unfortunately, you know. No, I feel like me being a father myself, I don't have 11 kids, but I just I don't know if his what he said got taken out of context Or if he really meant it that way, because I didn't I didn't really look too deep into that interview. But me being a father, that's like that propelled everything in my life. That that was the turnaround when I had my kids. Like I was living life with a death wish damn near Mm. until I had my kids. And that was like the wake up call I got. But I always look at people who have that amount of kids like it's impossible to be a parent to 11 kids as a as a man you out you bringing the bacon home so the time with your kids is like valuable Mm -hmm. you might be gone all day ripping and running but the few hours that you have you got to make that pivotal that's when you got to drop the game on them that's when you you know what i'm saying i feel like if you around too much you kind of the respect as a father gets lost in the Mm -hmm. sauce if that makes sense like you're not meant to be there all day every day like, you should be teaching your kids valuable things when you're there so they can value your time. Like, I hear a lot of people say father and and, and men, they're not valued until they're gone. Like, mm-hmm. once they're gone, like, when your father passed away, it's like, damn, he made all these sacrifices. But while you're alive making the sacrifice, it goes unnoticed. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you can spend valuable time with 11 kids. So it's when you he say he's not big on fatherhood, it, it, it kind of makes sense. You get, like... Almost numb to the feeling, like all right, kid number three, kid number four, kid number five, it, eleven. Yeah. 11, it's, it's, it's just not possible to me.
1: And on top of that, it's like he's obviously an artist, a famous artist. He's touring in the studio, recording, doing interviews. So it's like he probably doesn't even have maybe a fraction of the time that other parents that just do, you know, I wouldn't normal jobs. Maybe they don't have. But I like what you said because uh, proximity is the killer of respect. So it's like the more you're around the more people start to take you for granted that's to a, a, to a certain degree you get what I'm saying where it's like i think people do value their time with their with their father more so when they're able to give it because he's only there maybe on that weekend or those 4 days or whatever cases but you got to be active you know i'm not a father but knowing and having uncles and my pop around and stuff like that like being active and just hanging out kicking it is is a lot more than shit, any other thing you could
0: really do for him. No, so. no. Nah, nah, like, I'm, I'm the active dad. I, I'm yeah. the dad that every weekend we was going to do something. I'm the dad that I had full-blown adults like, damn, I wish you was my dad. Going, <laughs> no, I wish my dad was like you. Like, yeah. you the cool dad. Y'all yeah. always doing some shit. But like you said, how how uh, proximity is a killer of respect. You don't want to be the dad that's just on the couch getting drunk, on the couch smoking, on the couch watching the game. Like, your kids need to see you and... When they see you, it's like, oh my God, dad's home, superhero's yeah. home. So, Ain't but know being a no rapper, no, yeah. no, for sure. But being a rapper and a celebrity, he in a whole different lifestyle. And growing up the way he grew up, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to see somebody that young because I don't even think he's twenty five. How old is he, bro?
1: I think he might be just twenty five right now.
0: I yeah, think like so. you're not thinking about being a father at twenty five, especially you rich and you famous. So. It's tough uh, to balance. It's tough to balance. It's tough to it's balance. It's definitely tough to balance. Shout out all the fathers, though, man. We catch a lot of bad rep for the bums in the past because the past generations, they did let us down. They oh, wasn't sure. on their job. They was out here on some bullshit. For if sure. you just look at the statistics, but I just read an article. Oh, it dropped. It's, yeah, it's, it's good. It said uh, our generation, we three to five times more involved than any generation of fathers, as far as the black community goes. So shout out all the dads out there, man. Yeah, shout out to
1: the pops. We definitely. Um, I think this generation is going to
0: change. By the time
1: the next generation is is full blown grown, I think we'll we will have
0: gotten rid of some traumas just from just from fathers being around more. So no, that's a fact. Uh, what else is going on in celebrity news? Oh, I seen this. Most deaf, aka what's his name? Yasin Bay. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, look, Most Def. <laughs> shout out to you, bro. You a legend <laughs> in the game. I don't give a fuck <laughs> what name you changed to yeah. you're most deaf bro. I'm not calling you Yasin Bey. but he got some uh, some flack for saying Drake isn't hip hop. He said he's more like a pop artist. He, he what he said uh he got shopping music like yeah, got, a Target yeah, yeah, yeah. turn Drake on. Like, yeah. That was crazy. It was hilarious uh, but it it made perfect sense. Yeah. How you feel about it? Is I Drake hip hop?
1: I think Drake is uh I think he's popular music, which is nothing wrong with being popular music. Like you You have transcended hip-hop, if you want to look at it that way, and you're more of a pop artist. Um, And I hope Drake doesn't get offended by it, because it's like, you purposely make music that's pop music. Like, let's be honest, you don't really... Like, you have, okay, on an album of 20 songs, he might have four or five songs where he really tried to bar up. But besides that, he's trying to give us hits. He's collabing with Lil Yachty and Lil Yeed and (laughs) niggas that's 15 years old. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, he's not really you obviously are trying to go that route so don't take it personal
0: when somebody calls you out for doing exactly what you're doing and what you're showcasing in your music yeah drake is drake is like an anomaly it's it's not a label you can put on him because he mm. can do everything and everything he does it cracks yeah. it, it just he's that once in a lifetime like he's just it's like Prince was the symbol. It's just Drake. It yeah. ain't like, oh, Drake is a rapper. Drake, no, it's just, it's Drake. It's Drake like he did. do a pop song. You ain't surprised. He do some hard bar for bar shit. You ain't surprised. He go do some salsa shit. You ain't surprised. It's like this motherfucker Man. can do Egyptian music and it's going to hit him. Guarantee it. So you think, you think,
1: um uh, not to cut you off, but you think ahead. he gets hate. You think some of what most Def saying, do you think any of it was, had hate behind it because he's able to you know, go through so many doors and be in so many different boxes?
0: I think, I, I wouldn't say hate, mm-hmm. but you got to realize most death is from an era where, bro, we MCs, yeah. move the crowd with your words, bar for bar. If you don't have bars, you're not respected. <laughs> yeah. So even though Meek lost the battle, I'm not going to say he won the war, but he kind of won because... Once it revealed, like, damn, Drake got a, a, a couple writer. of writers? Yeah. It's like the MCs is now looking at him like, yeah, bro, you on top, but you don't write your shit. Mm-hmm. And you, in our era, you don't get respected if you don't write your shit. Yeah. So I think that's where a lot of the hate comes from. Because he's like, man, I write my shit, and I think I got better bars than him, but he done reached the pinnacle I can never reach. So it might be some subconscious hate to it. Because a lot of the backpack rappers, they look down on, you know, that lane. So For sure. it might be a little hate. I ain't going to say he purposely hating, but yeah. he, but what is hate though? Because we're in a yeah. generation where truth is now labeled as hate. You that's can't a say fact. a damn thing. You can't scrutinize anything. Even if it's, if it's 100% factual, Is labeled as hate. Oh, this nigga hating he ain't. Nah, he just speaking the fact. Where did he lie at? No, you that's in true. Target and you turn Drake on, you like, oh shit, we vibing in here. <laughs> you ain't going to be in Target listening to King Von like no. you feel me? It just don't work.
1: No, that's true. I think, and what you said right now about the hate thing, anytime you have an opposite opinion of the masses, it's considered hate. Or something that somebody don't like hearing is considered hate. And so he probably wasn't hating. He just gave his opinion. And uh, we'll see what happens from it because Drake has been known to kind of shoot shots back at whatever he hears. He seems to have his ear to the streets and to the social media where he, he he's responding to things like that. Um, but I don't think most devs said anything wrong. I think you could turn the shit on a target and have a, you know, and go blow $200- three hundred dollars. Killing
0: most death in yeah. the comments. They said I am not taking advice from a nigga who ordered, a, a, a what he said, a turkey burger and hot chocolate <laughs> from Alicia Keys. Like, oh, that shit. He ordered <laughs> fish. Yeah. And he ordered, he fish ordered fish and hot, hot chocolate, hot yeah, chocolate. Yeah, yeah. like nigga. Yo, you null and void. <laughs> <Yeah. Invalid. laughs> Fuck out of here. But yeah, the one thing about Drake, he gonna ride a wave that's hot because mm-hmm. there's some little young. I think he like thirteen. Or you 12. seen that in the club? Cracking out in the club yeah. and Drake, I fuck with you. That video y'all made it looked a little weird. It look looked weird a little creepy, me, bro. bro. Like it's one thing to like big him up, like okay, he young, he in the game. I want to support. We all know if you hot, Drake gonna come, get his Put cameo it. and ride that wave. Yeah. But the way he was like on like, around, him. yeah, yeah, yeah. Arm hold around, up, like, bro. It just wasn't a good look, bro. Y'all should have watched that. Or like, nah, let's do this one again, gang. Like this ain't
1: it. And it's like we talk so much about you know the next generation and making it better for them. And, you know, all the negatives that we have gotten from from rap music and our culture, et cetera, and then kind of to see the kid in the club, like, does a 13-year-old have any place? And I might be serious in and out, but does a 13-year-old have any place in the club, you know what I mean, around rappers and they probably smoking and drinking and, you know, doing whoever knows what else. Like, is there a place for a 13-year-old like that? Now, I knew 13-year-olds like that that was with the bullshit at 13 already. But it's like when you see it from people who know better and they kind of like bigging it up, to me it's like, what do we do? You know what I mean? And what happens to bro when he gets older and then, you know, God forbid, something happens to him or whatever, nobody stopped him and stepped in and said, hey, maybe it's another way for you to to go. This is the thing. You're going to get
0: hate for saying that because the way our community is shit. Like you said, at 13... You being an adult now, you looking at a 13-year-old like, oh, this little ass kid. But I remember when I was 13, bro, we was, we was outside. like That's what I'm saying. They yeah. looking at us like we was kids. We was doing some shit we wasn't supposed to be doing. But I will say this because I seen a comment like, if you're an adult and you waited in line to go see a fucking 11-year-old and you got 11-year-olds at home, something wrong with you. Like, you was a fucking weirdo. Like, you waited in line to see a kid in the club around a bunch of strippers throwing money. Like, the optics of it is just weird. Mm-hmm. And it's it's Mainly our community that big shit up like that, but another problem I have with our community is when you denounce degeneracy or any type of negativity, you're now looked at as a sellout or a quote-unquote Uncle Tom, and I hate when people say that because you stupid motherfuckers didn't read the story. Uncle Tom was actually the hero. You wanted to say Sambo because that's who you meant, but how you feel about that? Like As far as black culture, if you're not a part of the street life, if you ain't... Promoting, doing crime—you looked at as a lame. Yeah, it is what it is. Like my most viral video was telling people, "Hey." be real men again you know yeah. be there for your kids be there for your community be you know a, a productive member of society yeah. oh you bitch ass nigga like you lame <laughs> ass <laughs> and this coming from somebody who's been to prison yeah this coming from somebody who done gang bang shootouts run, and like everything that y'all big up i done done it already and i seen where it led and i shifted my life to a more positive realm that i'm living in now and mm-hmm. i've been the most successful i've ever been in life now making that shift but even knowing all that with your past, they'll still call you a lame if you're not, if you're not uh promoting that life, the deaf lifestyle, because that's what it is.
1: No, I think, um, and I think it's it's like people who, for instance, people who've been around money, <clears throat> money doesn't excite them no more. People who've been around street shit, it don't necessarily hold the same value anymore because you already been there, you done that, and you know the real consequences of what comes with it. So I think a lot of the people that's in the comments, anybody that's in the comments being like, you lame ass nigga for sure did not go through it because I think that once you go through whatever you've been through and I've seen other people who have went through stuff and I have people in my life who have went through stuff. They're never being the ones to like really push it and be like, nah, this is, this is cool. This is really what you should be doing. Now they're not necessarily bashing nobody cause it's get it how you live, but they're not going out here and promoting like, Hey, go break the law. Go do this, go do that. So I think that, we had two types of people in our community. We got the people who never jumped off the porch that are so fascinated with the lifestyle because it's been romanticized to where they're thinking that like, it's just fun and games and they don't really understand the repercussions of what comes with the shit. Then you got the people who really walk that path and have been scarred and bruised from it and they're trying to you know let people know hey this is maybe not the route for you and more than likely you're not really built for it you feel me so it's like let's just come over here and and save yourself some of the some of the time you know what i mean instead of going through that um when it comes to them trying to get on us to talk about you know your uncle tom for you know denouncing degeneracy in the community i think that in my opinion, I'd rather I would rather the the call outs come from within the culture than from outside of it. So I never understood that. Like, wouldn't you want somebody that looked like you to say, hey, stop acting or stop, you know what I mean? Aid into the negative stereotype in our culture. I would rather somebody that looked like me tell me that instead of some somebody else, because they're not gonna tell you the same way. They're not gonna tell you with love. You know what I mean? More than likely you're gonna find out in somebody being racist, prejudiced. You know what I mean? Police pulling you over, whatever the case is, you're not gonna find out from a brother that says, Hey man, what you doing is not is not right. So I don't like that we get flagged for it, but we're gonna continue to get flagged for it. I mean shit, Malcolm got flagged for it, Martin got flagged for it. All of their leaders who tried to lead us, while there was an overwhelming amount of love and support and appreciation, you still had other people who were questioning them,
0: you know what I mean, and making it making it tough for them to give the advice. So now that that's a fact, but I understand. The mentality of it because I once had that mentality but like they said a, a street nigga who lived long enough to become older and mature that's he turns into a revolutionary naturally you know what I'm saying you just naturally have that mindset it just was misguided when you were younger mm-hmm. so I, I get a lot of the backlashes from the youth who still is in that All cycle that time, so yeah. it, it makes sense but a lot of it is misdirected it's like misdirect masculinity because i always Mm. say as a man you ain't really lived until you live life on the edge until you had a Mm. near-death experience it's like masculinity is subconsciously tied into violence which Mm -hmm. is why when when men pick their pastimes it usually has something to do with some type of violence football biggest sport in the world (laughs) the most violent sport in the world boxing Boxing. mma Mm -hmm. uh, uh shooting like something to do with violence but when you're young and you come from communities with no resources. What are you gonna do? You gonna that's gonna spill out onto the streets, mm-hmm. and it's glamorized by Hollywood. They're making millions off of it, so it it makes sense why our community thinks that way. But it's 2024, man. We in the age of information. That lane is dead, even in music. Uh, who's that? Who's the uh, producer? I just seen them say drill rap. There's no more money in I've it. i seen that It's basically too. dead. Yeah. I think he's from Chicago. because mm-hmm. So you know all the all the street niggas out there. Hey, I'm going to go do drill rap. I'm going to be the next Dirk or King Von. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be on. And he like, hey, bro, that, that wave is over with. Like it's changing. Like people want to hear you talk about something that's going to motivate us to be better. Yeah, It's like telling us to destroy ourselves. That ain't the lane no more. That ain't the wave no more. The same with content. It, it went from people being influencers and then people are like, well, what the fuck is you influencing us? Because all you're doing is taking trips and taking pictures. Yeah. You're not dropping no game. You're not giving no knowledge. You ain't telling us how to better ourselves or even reach where you at. So I think the type of content we do now, that's the new lane. Mm-hmm. Like telling people, giving people game, telling people how to be better humans and, and just excel and propel to success, that's the new lane. Music, content, like whatever you're doing, if you got a positive message, you're going to pop. Yeah. You're going to crack.
1: No, that's a fact. That's a fact. And I think, again, um, especially with the newer generation, I think a lot of them, because we've had people, I feel like, be exposed for not really being who they say they are. And so I think now kids are more so looking at it like, I could say whatever, I could do whatever, I could look and act however, and there's really no repercussions because most of these people out here are just creating an image anyway. But then you have that other side of people that's really in it where it's like, okay, if you, you know, an actor, you might still bump into the real thing. And the real thing might not know you actor or whatever cases. And that's how shit hits the fan. And now you in a situation where maybe you didn't want to be because you was playing pretend. But niggas ain't playing pretend out here. Like not everybody's playing pretend. So you have to be careful of what you're putting out there. Because, again, some some kid might look at it and be like, OK, this is a business decision. Some other kid might be like, this is a lifestyle.
0: So look, I'm going to tell you like this as a, as a former street. Nigga, former, real nigga, quote unquote. Anybody that's directing you towards that lifestyle, they see before. Guarantee Guaranteed they didn't live it. Because anyone who lived it, survived it, and is now successful is never going to tell you to follow that path. Because they know, hey, this is a path of destruction. Mm -hmm. So you'll get the hardest gang member from your city telling you, hey, bro, don't gangbang. Or what if your son went to gang bang? Oh, yeah. I, I'm fucking him up because this ain't what it is. Like, anybody that's telling you to destroy yourself, guarantee 100% they didn't live that life. So, ignore their advice, you feel me? No, that's a fact. But but moving on, this is this a topic. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get right into it, man. Yeah, I already man. know. This is going to get the people talking. Can you be pro-black mm. while interracially dating? Mm. Now, me myself, I interracially date. And I have my own views on this topic, but I seen Ish from the Joe Budden podcast. He got into it with Dr. Umar about this, and Dr. Umar told Ish, Hey, you ain't pro-black because your woman is white. Even though Ish is half white. And that's another thing I don't understand. People, people who are mixed, if you're half black and half anything else. They don't necessarily have to say they black they could be like hey i'm half yeah. italian and i rock with my italian side mm-hmm. that don't you know what i'm saying like they don't have to choose they black side so yeah. that's that's one thing but how you feel about it bro because I, I seen you touched on it <laughs> briefly on your podcast and they went crazy yeah, on you yeah. in the comments
1: yeah they, they was they, it was a lot of hate and i understand it so first thing i want to start off with is reading the definition of pro-black So pro-black is a lifestyle that encourages the economic growth and development of the black people as a whole with a purpose of increasing the wealth and population of black people around the world, whether it be spending money with black owned business in your communities or online, promoting love for black people and encouraging black youth is its sole purpose to keep uplifting black people in America to be proud at the same time. So can you be pro-black and interracially date? Um, I would say yes and no, right? Um, Can you be pro-black? Like for instance, with, with Ish, he dates a white girl and he employs black people. So you could say him employing black people by that definition, right? And again, when you have your own business, you have the ability to employ who you want. Now, you cannot legally discriminate, but you can employ who you want and put in power who you want to. So, He's dating a white girl, which could be seen as not pro-black. But then at the same time, he is employing people that are black, which means they're going to go home, they're going to have money, it's going to be spread within their community. And not only that, their kids that are black are going to have a good example of a mother or a father that works, you know what I mean, is disciplined, etc. So they're obviously going to take that example into their life and hopefully do it better. So you could say that. You could take Dr. Umar, and you could say, okay, Dr. Umar has... You know what I mean? Um, went around the world and put people on to what it is to be black and Pan Africanism, and 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 uh, opening up a school. But then you could also say he has two baby mamas that <laughs> he doesn't speak to, right? So you could say that's not pro black because he's not furthering the love within his community. So I think that the problem with it is we're taking one thing and discrediting the other thing that somebody does. Meanwhile. People are black, but at the end of the day, people are human as well. And I know I'm going to get killed for that. But I say that to say that people make mistakes. There's pros and cons to everybody's life. So all the work that Dr. Umar did, should it be discredited because he had a fallout with two, two women and we don't really understand what that fallout was? You get what I'm saying? Should all the work and all the people that ish employed that are black, should that be looked at as a negative now? Because... He dates a white woman. When In the episode, he said he's dated black women before, numerous black women. So is this really a case of self-hate in his situation? Or is it a case of, I just bumped into this woman. I so happen to fall in love with her. And it is what it is. So I think a lot of us focus on the dating aspect of pro-black. And that is the only thing we focus on. That's it. And so when it's so much more than that, 86% of black men... Married black women. So in that case, 86% of people will be pro-black. But I'm at the point where marrying somebody black or having a kid with somebody black, that's great. But that's not enough. Because if it was enough, why would we be in a position that we're in now? Take the government out of it. Take all of the stuff out of it that comes to, you know, that's been stacked against us. The decisions that we have made over the past 60 some years. If marrying black and having a kid with somebody was black was... The best thing that could happen, then why would we be in the position we are if we're just speaking on us and taking accountability? You have black fathers who dated someone black or married someone black, had a kid, and they was done before the kid even came out. So then that created a single parent home. Now, predominantly mothers. Now you have a black mother raising boys or girls. And those kids, if you go and look at statistics, and, I, and again, I'm not trying to to bash our community because I know that's what's going to get looked at. But we got to take accountability. When you look at the statistics, without a father in the home, you're more likely to go to jail, more likely to be in poverty, more likely to have a preg- a teen pregnancy, etc. And this is coming from two black parents or, or a pro-black creation. So that's why I'm saying that it's not enough to just have a relationship with a black woman or a black man and then have a child like that can't be the only thing that is seen as pro-black because if that was the case then shit everybody would be pro-black but look at what those not all of those relationships but a lot of relationships are teaching the kids or how the kids are ending up it's not aiding to any positive within the community a big chunk of it is is, is aiding to destruction so and then on top of that you could say oh well if you're pro black or if you if you Ish for instance, he black, he married a white girl. Okay, we could take Colin Kaepernick, perfect example. I don't really like what he did with with um trying to go back to the NFL, but that's a that's a biracial person. White mom, black dad. He's he fell on a sword for for the whole NFL to show and for, for police brutality, to show that black people were going through police brutality and it was unjust. And that's a mixed person. So that's one example right there that shows you that interracial kids aren't going to necessarily not know their blackness. Do you get what I'm saying? No, so I, I, it's it's, it's nuanced. Nuance. I, I get what
0: you're saying. i say like this. You can interracially date and be pro-black, but I always believed in if you're black, you should procreate with someone black. So all, I was never against interracially dating, but mm. I always knew since a kid, like now nah, my kids, they had to be black. Like they had to be no cut in them. Like it had yeah. to be uncut because... This world, it just it makes you pick sides, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I didn't want them to have that internal battle because you you'll have a lot of interracial kids be depressed and say, Well, damn, you know, I got black friends and I got white friends too, but it almost my friends is damn near like I gotta pick a side. Mm-hmm. So I never wanted them to have that battle. And then I just look at the animal kingdom, like you'll never see an elephant go fuck a rhinoceros, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, like it's a fact. you know what I'm saying, it's just nature is perfect, they they act off perfect instinct, and they only mate with themselves. So to me, it just makes perfect sense. So a lot of people get offended when white people say, you know, I ain't got a problem with black people, but I just, you know, I couldn't procreate with you. Oh my God, you're racist. It's like, how? I feel the same way. Mm -hmm. I ain't racist. You know what I'm saying? I don't hate white people, but Mm -hmm. I feel you. You want to keep your race intact. You want to keep your race pure. Especially us, where our numbers are dwindling Mm -hmm. due to abortions. They say the most dangerous place for a a black baby-to-be is in her mother's stomach. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then if you do your research and go deep down the rabbit hole of why, why that corner. was even created, mm-hmm. it was for that reason. You know what I'm saying? I think her name was Margaret Sanger or some shit like that. Look her background up. And then you'll see like how fucked up it is to even be black and then go get an abortion. That in itself is crazy and a whole nother topic we can get on. Mm-hmm. But as far as interracially dating because I interracially date now. Both my kids are full black. Their mother's black. I don't see a problem with if your relationship didn't work out with your kid's mom and you went and now the love of your life is Hispanic or the love of your life is Egyptian or, you know, any other race, Asian, whatever the case. If that works and that is going to get a two-parent household for your kids and give them a better opportunity for the future, do that. Yeah, Because it's a lot of it's a lot of two-parent black households where both the parents, I mean, they fucked up mentally. Mm-hmm. So is it a better household because they got two parents? Whereas if he would have went and got an Asian wife and she was their community is big on education and they pushing his kids to be better educationally than they own mother would. Because I I ain't gonna speak on my own life so much, but I know a lot of people who they had kids. It didn't work out. They went and got somebody else. And now the stepmom does more than the real mom. Mm-hmm. I know that but then the really. community be like, oh, nigga, you a sellout. She's fucking white. But she cared more about his kids than the real mom. Mm-hmm. I seen it in real time. So is he wrong? And like you said, pro-black is bigger than dating. Like they'll say, okay, which this makes sense to me too. Let's just say you get rich, you pop, bam. You go have a kid. With a white lady or Hispanic lady or Asian lady and you die. Now your wealth goes to her. Where's that money going? Is Mm -hmm. she going to give it to your community or her community? Nine times out of 10, they're going to say, oh, she's going to give it to her community. But let's be real. The average person ain't giving a goddamn thing to the community. Exactly. If you you think for one second you're going to be black, get rich. Die and all of a sudden your fucking wife is gonna become some humanitarian and start donating her riches and wealth to the community. You got another thing coming. We have millionaires right now that ain't doing a fucking thing for their community Mm -hmm. and and they're alive. Their husband, they're alive right now, not doing shit. So that whole argument is sound good in retrospect and it makes sense, but it's just not realistic. Now I can see the money going to your. To your kids, and then that being passed down to their kids and their kids, mm-hmm. and that's a form of putting money back in the community. So that argument makes sense because if I if my kid is half white, and then they grow up, and then they choose a white mate, then they procreate. Okay, now you're right; the black blood is being it's eliminated dwindling. Dwindling, from your yeah. bloodline, mm-hmm. and in a couple of generations, that bloodline to be turned around, and that wealth will be in that community. So it makes sense that way, but. I was a guy, I wanted to hit a female from every race. I ain't gonna yeah, lie. Come on, man. I, I, like, come I wanted on, to man. fuck a female come from on, every race on the planet. That was a bucket list. Women like, you are wanna beautiful. go see like, the seven wonders of the world? I want the seven wonders of a uh, 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 vagina that's out here. Yeah. And I, I'm damn near there. I done hit <laughs> damn near all of them. Like, I really gotta sit down and think about it, but I think I'm almost there. I, I think I done hit them all. But hey, man, shout out, shout out we, to everybody, shout out to humans.
1: We don't discriminate exactly when it comes to that. And I feel like what we're saying right now is like, again, it's bigger than just who you date. And I I I I've realized that the black community focuses so much on relationships. Even in the podcast, right, that we create and you know that a lot of people go viral for, et cetera. Like it's it's very focused on relationships. And that's where it stops. It's like, we don't talk about economics. We don't talk about education. We don't talk about emotional control and intelligence and, you know, all these other things that add to it. And it's like, Facts. we stop, we limit ourselves to just relationships. And like you said, like, everybody is pro-black when they see somebody. And this is this is the kind of the gripe that I have with the community is that you could give your money to Gucci. You could give your money to Louis, right? That's not pro-black. You could... You could teach colorism in your house, which is a lot of us grow up with that. And, 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 but as soon as you see a relationship that is interracial or something you don't like now, all of a sudden you're the, you're the spokesperson spokesperson to be pro black. Like that's the shit that I don't necessarily like. It's like a lot of us out here. Aren't really doing anything to better the community or further the community or the conversations about our community. But as soon as you see somebody with a, a white girl with a black dude or, or a black girl with a white dude, all of a sudden you're pro black. Meanwhile, you don't buy black. You don't put your money back in with your community. You haven't, you damn near know your lineage and the history of us, but where it becomes your pro-black is when it's about dating. It never, it's never about when it's, what schools we're going to, who we're banking with. You get what I'm saying? What what markets Mm. we going to. It's never about that. Where are we buying our clothes from? You know what I mean? Who are we listening to on on, on social media? It always comes down to dating. That's the only thing that we ever talk about when it comes to pro-black. And to me, it's like I, I understand it. Like I understand the relationship we have with white people. So, and in my opinion, like, would I would I marry a white girl? Nah, I don't think so. Like, it's some it's some shit you might fuck around with and you know, when you're a kid or whatever, but as you get older, you understand what it really is. So I, I completely get that part. But just the fact that People are out here saying you can't do something. It's just what bothers me because it's like everybody's different and it's going to think different regardless of their skin tone. And I don't think other races necessarily try to prohibit people in their culture from thinking differently.
0: We get killed for thinking differently in our. So. See, look, it's like it's like it's like they say, victory goes to the person who could tell a simple story that the audience can relate to. This is why. They only focus on the relationship shit because you're not taught about credit. You ain't taught about financial literacy. You ain't taught about business. So as soon as you come preaching that shit, it's like the the, the Charlie Brown teachers just womp, womp, mm. womp. It's like you talking about some <laughs> shit I don't know. I don't have no idea what the fuck you talking about. I'm zoning it out. But mm. part of being a human is being in relationships from friendships to family to romantic that's something everybody can relate to, and it's mm-hmm. and it's easy to understand. So this is why we cling to it. Mm. But anything past that is we we zone it out. And I'm not gonna put the complete blame on the people because they're not Facts. being taught that. And it's a lot of programming going on, conscious, uh, subconsciously. You know what I'm saying? They they putting images in your mind to make you hate yourself. And this is done from birth. Mm-hmm. So I don't completely 100% fault the people, but you got to take accountability as well. It's like, we know all this. Before the age of information and you had a laptop in your pocket, these iPhones, these Androids, okay, cool, we could say, oh, they finesses, They control what's going in the books and blah, blah, blah. They control what's going in the school system. But nigga, information's free. It's out there. You can go get it. Like, the tr- every trap that's out here, we know what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, so we can't use that as an excuse no more. But... Just to tie it back into what I was uh, like you were saying, it's it's on us. It's on our community, because that's one problem we have. We looking for everybody else to save us. It's like, mm-hmm. no, nigga, you have to save yourself. Yeah. Ain't nobody just come finna just rescue you it's like you want this information we got to give it to ourselves. like you said are you shopping are you shopping black well I don't even care about shopping black if you got dope product I'm coming to buy that shit bottom line you're not about to sit here and figure out who racist and who not I don't give a fuck man money is green if we could do business together and we can make money let's do it you ain't even gotta like me I don't give a shit bitch I don't like you either (laughs) but we can make some money let's do it like you feel me so that's how I feel about it
1: no that's that's just I was just you know kind of throwing it out there to show people like When you get on somebody else, you know what I mean? See what you're doing yourself before you become a spokesperson for what's pro black and what's not. Like, and I think a lot of black men, I think you have two sides to it. Like, I think you have the side where people are are dated interracially because they just vibe with whoever they date. Then you have other people that do, you know have some self-hate where they like, man, I only fuck with white girls. When you start hearing niggas talk about, like, well, I only fuck with white girls because black bitches be having attitudes or something, that's when it's like, okay, you doing, that's weird shit.
0: All these bitches got attitudes, Every man. Every single one of them. It don't matter I don't what give color. A fuck. If she is a <laughs> female, she got female chromosomes, she get a period once a month, that bitch has an attitude, man. Over with. I don't care who it is. You niggas is weirdos. All this, that's, that's a part of the self-hate, though. Exactly. And I see that a lot. Because people got this red pill shit confused. It went from cleaning up your own backyard to saying, fuck your backyard. Mm -hmm. I need to be in their yard. And, And that's where the line needs to be drawn at. It's like, we wasn't... The red pill lane wasn't as far as from the black community, as far as the dating shit goes, this was to point out the problems and let's get a solution, not to say, well, fuck you, I'm not dating black women, I'm, yeah. I'm dating white women, I'm dating Asian women, I'm a passport bro, or you, or women saying, well, fuck niggas, I'm only dating Tom Dick and Harry, I don't yeah, even yeah, date yeah. black. Now you you done you done crossed the line. How are you pro black if you saying fuck your own people? That don't make no goddamn sense.
1: It don't. It don't. And. Um I even had I had somebody You know say Dude is talking about, In my comments Talking about Dude is talking about Pro black But talking about A white credit score And <laughs> The shit made me credit laugh Credit
0: score being white Is crazy. crazy
1: You get So you get what I'm credit saying Credit score about, being
0: white Is crazy you, hey, matter of, Hey listen
1: <laughs> Like This is the shit I'm talking <laughs> about When it's like Y'all gotta th- think Deeper than Just the relationships Like you're calling A credit score white We live in a Capitalistic society Where credit is Vital to what you get the interest rate you get, how much you pay on something, like, you need credit. You gotta, you gotta, like, I don't understand how a credit score could could be white or things of, of that type of importance could be deemed as usually white usually tie black. it
0: to white because most businessmen that you see, the CEOs or whatever, they're white and it's understood they got yeah. A1 credit. So, you know, we'll make jokes. Like, you know, I, I spend money, I spend money like a Jewish person. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It just, it's just one of those things that ties into it. But that's why I denounce a lot of the, degeneracy in our society because that's what they view us as yeah like you know what i'm saying so i'm trying to attach that to our society when you think of us think of success
1: now that's a fact really the last thing i want to say on it can you be pro-black and and, and interracially date i mean some will say yes and some will say no but i think um you know when it's all said and done trying to do something that's better for your community Um, And if you are doing that, don't let nobody take that away from you because of certain decisions you made, whether that be you dating somebody who ain't black, whether that be you maybe had a fallout with your baby mama and she black. Like, whatever it is, if you're doing something to further the community, don't let people online that nine times out of 10 ain't doing shit, you know what I mean, get in your head and and make you feel like you're not doing something because actions speak louder than words at the end of the day. So when it comes to pro-black to me your actions matter more and again there's a there's a there's a there's a negative and a positive to each thing so you might do something again that makes you pro-black and you might not but that's that could be in every single race so
0: look man date who you want love who you want you can't control with who you fall in love with but as far as procreating go i do think you should procreate with your own that's just me that's just my beliefs i'm now if you don't if you choose not to Hey, who am I to say what's right and wrong? You know what I'm saying. You living life on your own terms. Yeah. But to the ones who do date interracially, don't look at that like some type of life award. And now you're looking at your own people like yeah, you're yeah. looking down on them. Like you know what I'm saying? Like like you just hit the lotto or some shit. That's where the weird shit comes in. At
1: no, and I definitely think you should you should want to procreate with your own kind. Like to further the bloodline. I think that's something that, you know, to a certain degree we do lack in our community is we have the self hate within our community and the colorism where some people want their kids to be lighter and, you know, have access to certain things. So they do go outside of their race and step outside of it. But if it's natural, then I mean, do what you do, but for sure try to procreate with your people always.
0: One last thing I'm gonna say, if you do interracially date and you do interracially procreate, Teach your kids the motherfucking history. The school ain't going to teach them. Teach them their own history to where they don't grow up hating one half of themselves. I see that a lot. Mm-hmm. I live in a predominantly white and Asian community, and the kids that are mixed, a lot of them have a lot of self-hate. Mm-hmm. Where my kids was getting altercations with them, it ain't like that. I don't get it. They're black. like they, they got black parents, but they're taught to hate themselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So teach your kids the motherfucking history, man.
1: Nah, yeah, I dealt with that. I dealt with that, too. Um... And that's that's really what I that's why I brought up the Kaepernick example because it shows how like, you know, it is up to the parents, interracial or not, to instill in them the values and the history of their people. And then if you do that correctly, they're gonna put on for their people regardless. So Hey,
0: shout out all the women, man. I don't care what color you is. If you're beautiful, I'm rocking with you, man. I, I'm, it's like Pokemon. I'm trying to catch them all, man. White, black, Asian, Hispanic. I I need them all. That's a fact. Good pussy is good pussy, man. I ain't gonna <laughs> lie to you. Excuse my language. Nah, we don't discriminate. What you got for me though, man? I know mean, um, you got some shit. Let's man. touch
1: on the red pill shit. We want to touch on the red pill shit and how, um, in my opinion, I feel like red pill went from I feel like red pill went from how to self-improve, how to be a better man, how to avoid tumultuous relationships with women. To just how much we hate women and kind of like just looking down upon women and looking at them as just lower class. not I don't want to say lower class citizens, but damn near almost like that's what I feel like it has become. It's became an
0: attack on women. And um, it's just not in a good place right now to me. It's in a terrible place, man. The red pill lane went from something positive and then got hijacked and spun into something. I don't even know what the fuck it is to where I don't I don't even like labeling my content red pill no more because a lot of you dudes is fucking weirdos. How are, how are you a heterosexual man, but you hate women? Like, I done seen comments like, I hate these bitches. I hate women. Yeah. But it's like, well, you sucking dick out here? You like good? what You doing? What's like, wrong with you? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't understand. I, I get where the frustration comes from because... This, the the culture of women now is whole culture is 304 culture mm-hmm. but I think a lot of the hate comes from the men who aren't successful with women because if you are successful with women you have your pick so you got the good women and you got the 304 women and you could pick from any of them And but the hate comes from these dudes that's getting no play from none of them so they like in the comments just bashing women 24 7 like they was confusing me like do you hate women like, nah. but it's like nah i just like to hold women accountable like you're not gonna come on the show say all men is trash this and that and then i ask you about your history and it's like you picked the trash men that you saying is trash yeah that's a fact. multiple times
1: and i think i think too a lot of the shit you're saying right now is a fact and i'm just a piggyback off of it the men that get no play this is why you'll see people like you know Kind of talk about women only want money, women only want a man of status, women only. Which, hey, in a lot of cases, is true. But I mean, we didn't all been like, if you got game, you gonna pull, like point blank. You 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 gonna, you know what I mean? The, the man make the clothes, the clothes don't make the man. So you gonna pull. Listen, bro, not to no, cut no, yeah, you yeah. off.
0: That sorry about cutting you no, off. No, you good. You good. To the ones that's always talking about these gold diggers, make sure you got some <laughs> fucking gold to dig before you start saying that shit. If your ass is broke, the last thing you need to be worried about is a woman coming to take your motherfucking money. Go out here and get some money. That's what the red pill was about. It was about teaching you to become the best version of yourself as a man. But No, go that's, ahead, no, that's a
1: fact. I think that's where, where it started. But as you will see, like those are the men who really embrace the red pill culture the most are the men that get no play. And so they kind of put a, turn a blind eye to the how to be a better man. And they kind of, you know, open their eyes to the, well, to be, you know, to get a woman, you need to have a million dollars and drive a Bugatti. And this is all women want, you know? And so it's, it starts to become like women are objectified due to the red pill culture. But it's tough because it's all, it all depends on a man. Like if you're a well-balanced man, and you're not an incel type of nigga, I think you can get a lot from the red pill culture. But if you're an incel type of nigga, you're only going to cling to what resonates with you. So if you've had negative experiences where, where females is turning you down and not giving you the time of day, you're going to cling to the most <laughs> toxic red pill example that you can because that's what's going to feed what you think is right about women. You get what I'm saying? So incel is crazy.
0: That, what the fuck is an incel? It's a, it's a, it's a, what the fuck is an incel? It's a
1: nigga that, it's literally like, a, it's a school shooter to really keep it, like to keep it all the way 100. A nigga who has no play with no women. Whatsoever He's to himself. He's not even really a social type of person. And um, you see that a lot now with, with social media, the emergence of it. But I think red pill, like, again, it's became toxic uh, on both sides, men and women, though. Both,
0: both men and women. That's a fact. That's a fact. This is why I always say women make men make rules for average guys and they break the rules for the men that are above average. So if you want to live above the rules, become above average. Stop. Yeah. It ain't so much as complaining about the women. That's going to get you nowhere. Women have been women since the beginning of time, and they're always going to be women. They're not changing. The culture might change, but the overall dynamics of women themselves is never changing. Women are... This ain't bashing women. Women are insane, bro. Yeah. Like, they're insane. It just is what it is. You you can hate them. You can love them. They're going to be what they're going to be. They're emotional. They're not logical. So, as men, dealing with them and you trying to deal with them logically, it can become frustrating. But once you understand the nature of a woman, there's no reason to get mad. Just become the man that the woman that you want wants. Problem
1: solved. That's what I was saying, bro. It's like a lot of us are out here trying to tell somebody what they should do. Uh, To be a better man or be a better woman But you need to look in the mirror and be like Okay am I a better man Because if you are you're going to attract a better woman Like at the end of the day that's what it is And I wanted to touch on this too People say high school don't matter Everybody wants to say high school don't matter, but high school shape a lot of niggas mindsets and they get stuck there. Mm. So this red pill content, the toxic shit that you see, in my opinion, it's a lot of niggas that didn't get no play in high school and college. So then once they do get some money, it's almost like, you know, it's like the, the angry nigga. (laughs) I'm going to show you all like type nigga, like that type of nigga where it's like, that's not, if you had play and you, you dealt with women, you, you don't really have that that type of anger towards them because you've gotten them already. You know what's up. That's why you'll see niggas, I think, in my opinion, that are goofies when they get some money, because they never had the interaction with females on a on a smaller level. So I think that's
0: where you're seeing a lot of the, the red pill content come from is niggas who didn't get no play in high school. And let me clear this up too, because when you're a black male with a podcast now, the second you tell a female you got a podcast, it's like you, you the devil now. And mm-hmm. it's due to the fucking red pill. It's due to the lames in the red pill. It's a lot of good guys in the red pill. Definitely. So shout out to the, to the ones that's making positive changes in the community in the red pill lane. But once it became profitable, anybody with a mic and a camera just started doing it. And that started to flood the market. And the positive messages were being outshined, like you said, by the fucking lames that have... No successful women, so they just get in front of a mic and just spew their hate for women. And if you're in that lane at all, you catch strays because of that. You know what I'm saying? But just to clear up a misconception, black men didn't start the red pill. A white man actually started it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So That's why it took off the way it did. Like, I know. Because they like understand. just say, yeah. oh, you know, only the black community talks about this shit and blah, blah, blah. But really, a, a white man started this whole lane. Yeah. And everybody just dived into it.
1: And no, that's a fact. And some of the biggest
0: podcasts
1: that do red pill content are white. Like that's the thing. I don't understand why it's looked at. They're having the same exact conversations, with with the same type of women. Facts. You feel me? It's all the same shit going on. Um, and I don't know why we're the only ones that get flack for you. You if you watch some of them them the white content creators or whatever other, other race content creators do the red pill shit, they be going further. There's some of the niggas I see, to nah, be honest, they, like, nah, they, they be going crazy. They really, they really crazy. go in on them. So it's like, it, it's it's it's
0: crazy to me, man. And, and just to clarify about the passport bro thing, because people still confused about that. We done already talked about it in the past episode. I am not a passport bro. Yeah, Let man. me throw that out there. The, the real uncut version of it is... Dudes is going overseas to buy pussy. That's just what it is. Like, let's just keep it a buck. All oh, this, go find a wife and all that. First of all, if you have to go overseas to find a wife, you a fucking lame to you, me. You, you can't real. find a good woman in your city nowhere. That's when you got to look in the mirror and go, well, what type of guy I am? Well, yeah. what type of guy am I? It's, it's good women everywhere. Now, 304 culture might be... Making it harder. Running. Yeah, making it harder. And it was popular, but there's still good women out here. So if you're not meeting them you just might not qualify them. Like, we like to tell women, if you're not meeting the type of man you want, you don't qualify for him, same thing goes for men. You know what I'm saying? No, and like like I said, the, the women, the
1: masculine energy that you want, you have to be the feminine energy that attracts that. So if you out here still running to Twitter, Instagram with your problems, can't resolve conflict peacefully, you feel me, you're not coachable, You don't have any motherly instincts or skills. You're not going to find a man that wants to lead you because it's going to be too hard to coach you. Men, for the feminine energy that you want, you got to be the masculine energy that attracts that. If you're not able to stick to a plan, be disciplined, you know what I mean, resolve conflict peacefully uh, amongst other things, you're not going to find a woman that wants to be led and is coachable. So what you're getting out there is because of what you put out. So just before you, you know what I mean, exactly, go blame X, Y, and Z.
0: Realize that. What you put out is what you get back. Look, booking a flight to buy some pussy is crazy. <laughs> that, it's just crazy. I let ever say it's cheaper out there, but bro, just think about it. You got to book the flight. You got to book the hotel room. You got to get the rental car. Like, bro, you could have just bought some pussy here at home like, and saved yourself a couple hundred thousands of dollars, but- Become better men. Because I'm, I'm tired of that whole passport, bro. Fuck women, fuck men shit. Is, mm. is, is fucking our community up. We ain't getting nowhere. Men need women. Women need men. It is what it is.
1: No, at the end of the day, like, that's why I try to stress a lot on... Um you know, we gotta get out of that mindset too. Like it's kinda like we was talking about anytime, you know, you say something calling out the degeneracy and and, and you know, the black community, they say you're a lame. It's the same thing when men call out other men for some of the stupid shit that we do, or not being where we're supposed to be at in life or not taking charge. You get called a simp or a lame or whatever the case is, and it's like, nah, it's not that, it's that we have to hold ourselves accountable. Like, and I think that's the part of red pill that has disappeared is the accountability. Of men holding other men accountable. It's like, hey man, what are you doing? Like Kevin Samuels used to bring niggas up there. Where you live at? Oh, I live in mom house. How many hours you work a week? 30. Oh, no, no, no. Like, yeah, fuck hey, here. like you gotta work, you no, should that, be working that, 60 hours. You know what I mean? So now it's turning to something else. And and
0: what trips <laughs> me out is y'all hate the very women y'all want. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> part of part of becoming a successful man is like, okay, women come with that. But the type of women that you want on your yachts, the type of women you want at your parties, is not they not finna be the wholesome women. Yeah. Who man. the fuck wants a yacht full of wholesome women that ain't having no sex until they marry? Like, <laughs> you need the hoes, bro. It's yin and yang. We need hoes. You need the good women for the wives, but like let's be real, bro. Like we love hoes Hoes make the world go round
1: I, I, You feel me and, and exactly Shout out to the hoes man Because Behind
0: every good marriage <laughs> is, a, is a good hoe. I'm gonna tell you Just like that Straight up Shout yeah, out to the hoes man We hoes
1: for real But yeah what, what you got for me
0: man What else we got to well, Let's here? see We could do one more You know man. what What you got Shout out Cat Williams too, man, because he shut a lot of the mm-hmm. haters up. I I didn't fully watch the second interview, but from the first interview, a lot of people was questioning his claims, and then the receipts just got the dropping. They got the dropping. They got the dropping. Like, damn, bro, was Low Key speaking the truth? So, how you did you watch the second interview? I watched some of it. Um,
1: I mean, everything he said was pretty factual. Like, do I think some of it was like some personal attacks? For sure, but the response that the comedians had. They said everything, but bro was lying. Literally, like, every all them niggas came out and said everything, but bro was lying. All the niggas tried to come out and take the fake high road, and we're bigger than him, so we're not gonna respond, but we're gonna respond. Nigga respond like, came with a freestyle. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> you, you ain't rapped in fifteen years, <laughs> nigga. Ain't nobody wanna hear that shit from you, right? Like, so I think that he proved his point, and um, it's crazy though when shit like this happens, right? When when somebody comes out and they're a whistleblower, and it becomes fact, it's like we just graze over it. It's like the the impact of bro being 100% right, now that we know he's 100% right, it's less of an
0: impact than when niggas thought he was lying. Be, people people don't care about the truth when the lie is more entertaining. It's crazy. It's more entertaining to say he's a crackhead, he smoked out, he this, he that. <laughs> and then when the, the facts start dropping, it's like, oh, damn, maybe he wasn't. All right. On to the next. It, it, it ain't fun no it, more. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But- Kat, you crazy for taking <laughs> Kevin wife on the tour. That right there? You see that? That's yeah. crazy. I know it's his ex-wife, yeah. but she still got his last name. That, yeah. was, that was like the death blow to me. It ain't she, no coming back from that. She
1: wrote some of bro's jokes, though, in, a, in a, yeah? some of the old, old stand up So, I mean, you know. I didn't even
0: know she was a comedian. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, she's
1: a comedian. And, um, you know, you can look at that multiple ways. Like, I think at the end of the day, that's a play. That's a power play on, on Kat Williams' part. Like, he for sure trying to dig. um, But... It is what it is, man. It's like, I think that the shit he said about black Hollywood and people wearing dresses, I got killed for that too. Because I said, when's the last time you seen a white nigga wear a dress? That's Y'all what? start bringing up John Travolta. Y'all bring up <laughs> niggas from the 70s and 80s and shit. Nah, this up. was cold, you bro. You feel me like?
0: They was painted as, you know, only black dudes. And then I started doing my research. Like, nah, bro, I done seen some some notable actors from, from their side, from the no, white side, sure. that for sure, put yeah. dresses on. Nah, no, for sure. But to me, if you're playing a role... Like let's say Miss Doubtfire for a second. That was genius to me. Yeah. It wasn't that didn't feel like no humiliation ritual. It was like, okay, I'm having a divorce with my wife. She won in court. I can't see my kids. Oh, let me play the nanny so I can get time with my kids. Like, damn, bro, dedicated. That made yeah. perfect sense. What don't make sense is when y'all dressing up like women doing gay shit. That's the I think that's the thing that our community is having a problem with when you start doing the weird shit with the dress. Now, if it's like some Medea, even Medea for for instance, that's damn near low-key kind of genius. Like, I don't really see that mm-hmm. as a humiliation ritual. It's it's when they put men in women roles when you could have went and got a real woman, that makes it weird. I, th- I think that's more so what our people is having a problem with. It's like, hold on, bro. You could have got a real woman to play that role. Why the fuck did you put a dress on to do that? Yeah. It's real uh, uh, award-winning actors out here that's females who could have played a lot of these roles but they put your big buff ass in a fucking dress with makeup on and then then it starts to look funny it's strange because your your career skyrockets after that yeah and that's that's what i was saying i don't
1: have the obviously the statistics on um how many white actors careers skyrocketed after a lot bro so okay so it seems to be like more of a just a ritual thing within hollywood um i just think that Due to the emasculation we already have, that just double. You know what I mean? It just makes it even worse. It's like, man, niggas is dressing up as girls to get on, and yeah, that's it's, out. It's that's- seen as funny, and I just don't think you have to do that, or you should. You should, if you want to do it, hey, man, by all means, do it. I'm not saying it's whatever. It's it's whatever y'all want to do, but but to me, doing that to get fame and notoriety, it's like, are you
0: sure you want to do that? Just make sure it's something you really want to do before you do it. Nah, it's the unnecessary unnecessarily doing it. Like, these niggas is showing up at the games now in dresses and shit. But then I think, okay, is this a humiliation ritual or these niggas just know, okay, the media finna pick this up. My name finna be cracking. They might be selling a product. Mm. You know, it it could be a ploy like that. But to me, like you said, they're trying to emasculate men, period. Mm -hmm. Like all around the board, I don't care what race you is. They want men emasculated because they want men weaker because weaker men are easier to control. This is why they're attacking masculinity, putting plastics in the food. Your, your fucking testosterone levels are down like 30, 40%. We have talked about all this shit in past you seen episodes. That though.
1: They said uh, that um, 90% of meat and plant-based alternatives has plastic in it. So we're consuming like two credit cards a year worth of plastic,
0: <laughs> crazy <laughs> Consuming shit. Consuming credit cards is crazy, crazy shit, right? No, no, they were just talking about the bottled water shit. Like it was like uh, like a hundred parts per million or some shit mm-hmm. in every plastic bottle. Because you know the, the water is not even supposed to be in plastic. It's like not. you leave that shit in the car, which most of us do, and that shit's baking in the sun all day. You come back, fumes, you drinking drink all fumes. them chemicals yeah. right off the plastic. It's really supposed to be in like glass. glass. So I, I try to I try to find the glass bottles they we, hard to find though. We
1: even drinking, you know, if you go and look at some of the, the people who are wealthier, we're not even drinking the right water, bro. Like, and this is the crazy thing about classism which is a whole different, you know, discussion, but how things are, I would not even say cuz it's available to everybody, but the knowledge is not available to everybody. Right. Where it's like Alkaline water, and there's other types of water that people are drinking on a higher level that we not drinking. We just go and grabbing a Crystal Geyser out the out the no, Seven sure. Eleven, you know what I mean? Fridge, whatever. When some rich niggas ain't drinking that shit, they got other type of water that they're drinking that's more purified and better for them because they they understand and they know. Same thing with meat and vegetables and all these different things. So we don't necessarily have the knowledge to it, and even when we do get the knowledge, we don't necessarily we don't have the money, we don't have the funds. To go and spend on a mountain spring valley water That shit, $10 for a glass Eight ounces, like you can't, you get know what I'm saying So it's going to bleed you before hey, you can hey, even hey, buy
0: a couple of Things for yourself, so case of that panel water, like 50 yeah, a yeah, case yeah, Like yeah. Come on, girl, like, gonna, you feel me But <laughs> even like the, uh, they'll say it's alkaline water Like if you do the water test, man, there's mm-hmm. hella acid in this water mm-hmm. The water ain't even really pH balance and all that bullshit it, It's really false advertising You really ought to be drinking plastic and acid And they wondering why The, the, the LGBT population has shot up so much Yeah, it's a lot crazy. of this shit got to do with the food because i was just in the uk totally different we talked about this on the last episode mm-hmm. it's completely different a lot of the ingredients is banned but what is the answer what are people going to do
1: yeah that's the tough part like once you get the knowledge we don't exactly we don't have the income to go and make better decisions so
0: it's it's, it's definitely tough um oh hold on let just just a slight disclaimer youtube I got a bone to pick with y'all with this ad suitability shit. I don't know Mm. why my shit got targeted, but I did some research. Every video I upload for some reason gets hit with the ad suitability. You have that problem? I don't have that problem. You don't have that problem? I have it on TikTok. now on
1: TikTok I'll post something and they won't it'll be at zero plays for 24 hours. Like it won't even be viewed at all.
0: Like I start to notice when you talk about certain topics that goes against the agendas, your account. It starts to get targeted like I talked about COVID back when it was happening when Mm -hmm. you wasn't allowed to talk about the shit and I had to go take a course and all type of shit for my account not to get flagged ever since then every single video I gotta review it and when you do content you know one day is like a week yeah it's a lot of time and the fucking review process I don't know who we gotta speak to y'all gotta (laughs) change that up that shit takes a week it's like they'll take you from one to seven days to for your shit to get overturned but by the time it gets overturned and you upload it to get monetized that topic is already dead and gone like yeah. so much shit that already happened out in the media world to where it's irrelevant so i don't know who over at youtube we got an email fax whatever y'all got to get that shit together man the, the system y'all got is out it's not working this is why it's easier to just put your shit on instagram boom yeah. it's just all over you know what I'm saying? The whole world could pick it up. You ain't gotta wait without for the, the shit censorship. To get screened, without the censorship. And, and
1: that's one of the things that Instagram has actually changed because for a while Instagram got very uh, ad heavy and censorship heavy. They've kind of relinquished some of that now. And TikTok has actually became the place that's super ad heavy and super uh, censorship censorship heavy now. Where it's like for me at least on TikTok, I post something, and if I go viral, like, and I've been going viral lately, where like. A lot of niggas is hitting report or whatever Because they're offended by nah, it for sure. That shit will have you shadow banned To where like literally I got I'm, I got two, three posts all day I've been posting all day all at zero Like no views and I got followers So it should never be at zero For 24 hours more than that And then finally they cleared or whatever the case is Or you you get 5, 10 views And then 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later You get a, a ping to your account Oh, um, violating community guidelines It's like So they're doing a lot more to, to censor uh, and I think protect people's feelings. That's most of what it is because you say anything about women on TikTok, at least right now for me, and it's, it's not going up. You cooked. You, you're done for. So it's like all social media platforms need to fix the censorship. If you guys want content creators to come on here and post and keep the shit going, lower the censorship. You know what I mean? Obviously, there's things that need to be censored. In my opinion, nothing really needs to be censored, but I could see how from... Uh, business standpoint of view You might want to censor certain things Okay but Certain things like keywords and triggers It shouldn't It shouldn't Put that up there Where all of a sudden I said I said women and ain't shit In a sentence and then I get flagged for it It don't make sense
0: Nah it, cause it's really Like I've been getting falsely flagged Like I'll go read why they flagged me They like yeah. profanity in the titles yeah. And I go look at my title like bro it ain't no profanity there Then I email them like oh sorry So I'm, I know they doing this shit purposely Purposefully and I, I did my research. There's some gamer. Uh, he's like one of the biggest gamers on YouTube, this black kid. Fuck, I wish I would have remembered his uh, remember this name. His shit was getting flagged for similar content that people was ripping his content, uploading it, and getting millions of views off his content. But on his page, it was flagged. So he would show YouTube, hey, man, they took my content, posted it here. They didn't get flagged or whatever the case. Like, I don't want to make it a race thing. Nah, yeah, but it's YouTube. a lot of black content creators saying the same shit. Like, hey, mm. I'm getting flagged for... Shit, I'm seeing other people say or do, and they're not flagged for it. So YouTube, y'all got to get that shit together, man. Nah, definitely. It's like I said, censorship is it's getting out of control, man. Um, Freedom of speech. <laughs> Bring of that shit back. Um, How you feel about this millionaire bunker shit? The millionaire bunker shit, uh, I think that- What the fuck y'all know that we don't? So, you know what so I'm saying? In
1: my opinion, I think, because I just watched a movie uh, not too long ago called... Um, what is it called? Leave the Leave, World Leave Behind? Leave the World Behind, right? There's, I watched that There's shit, another man. movie called coming out called Civil War, too, uh, that I think is going to be good. But they're sort of showcasing maybe what's going to happen within the future. I think that... Um, and what he said in the movie was very key, that Leave the World Behind was that nobody really knows. Like, the only... Oh, they know. The only thing that... The higher-ups get is a warning over us, but they don't necessarily know what's at play. I think people are building bunkers just because one of the things that rich people like to do and that they're, I think, obsessed about is preserving life and in their, in their image forever. So, like, most of the people who get famous and get rich want to live forever. They want their name to live on forever. So that's why they build the bunkers and they do things because them going without them having a thought in their head of okay my image and name is going to live on forever that's a hard thing to die knowing especially when you're accustomed to the fame and things like that um but there's possible there's going to be a black swan event which is you could you could say a black swan event is like covid or the housing bubble or the dot com crash etc things like that that are unforeseen to the economy and it crashes it i don't know what the next thing would be but they obviously have some sort of uh you know
0: Take on what it could be, and that's why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah, like they say, movies ain't really movies; they documentaries. Because if, <laughs> if you do your research, it, it shows like you know the shit that they put in the movies. Nine times out of ten, that shit usually start happening in real life. And it's yeah. like, whoa, wait a minute—they dropping hints. Get you, you know ready what I'm for saying? it? Put it in your face. So what the fuck do y'all know that y'all need a fucking nuclear bunker that the public don't? Yeah. So I mean, they'll call you conspiracy theorists. All type of conspiracies floating around about it. Everything's conspiracy though until it comes out as true,
1: and then again, like we said with the Calum shit, like once it comes out as true, it's like everybody just oh okay whatever, like you feel me? Niggas thought deleting phone messages was was enough until Edward Edward Snowden came out and told you hey, but them cell towers they keep everything now for sure. You delete your mate, it don't matter. They go find it like so. It's nothing that is unturned in this in this world, and most conspiracies are true. You got to
0: think of who the fuck is calling
1: them a conspiracy theory, you know?
0: <laughs> Facts. That's the greatest way to 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 basically. Disclaim a claim is to call it a conspiracy. It's like, oh, you crazy. I think the CIA even created that term. Yeah. So it's like this is what
1: they do. You feel me? They know that that there's an uprising of knowledge or just certain feelings and emotions towards a certain subject in the world, and they they make something to counter counteract it. You know what I mean? To put doubt in the people's mind to stray them away from the truth. That's what they do.
0: Look, one last one. One last thing. I know we got like five minutes left, but before this leaves my brain, how you feel about businesses moving away from requiring college degrees, I got so much fucking pushback mm. because I always say college is a fucking scam. I always say college is a scam. Unless you're going for for STEM mm-hmm. or you're going to be a lawyer or a doctor, other than that, go get you a trade because they, nine times out of 10, make more money and you're going to have less debt in the end. So now businesses are saying, you know what? You don't need a master's degree no more yeah. because we're going to train you the way we want to anyways. Regardless. Once you get here, everything they taught you is is... Damn near irrelevant because I'm going to train you the way I need you to be for my company anyways. And now people who are hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt who done went to college, they like, what the fuck? You know, Um, I think that two takes,
1: if you want me to be honest on some on some conspiracy shit, call me a conspiracy theorist. I think ever since Biden has came into office and has said that, um, you know, we're going to give student loan forgiveness. And then you have a whole bunch of people not paying loans back. Mm -hmm it's somewhat tied in, colleges are tied in with these corporations. They say, all right, well, fuck it. All you niggas is not gonna pay a loan back. Your, your degree ain't gonna be valuable no more. So that's why on some conspiracy level shit to me, it could be like these corporations are tied into the colleges and it's like, well, if they're not gonna pay their loan back, then we're just gonna make their degrees not valuable. And that's the, that's the consequences that you get for not paying your loan. Um, on another note, I just think that a lot of people aren't gonna go to college because they can't afford it and they don't wanna go into that debt. And on top of that, most of these jobs are going to train you on the job.
0: So, is it they can't afford it, or are they starting to see the scam for what it is? Because I know Gen Z catches a lot of flack, mm-hmm. but I'm looking at the college enrollment rates that's just dropping rapidly, yeah. and a lot of it is due to Gen Z saying, "Man, fuck college, we ain't doing that. We finna work smarter, not harder." Like, I think
1: it's two things. I think it's I think it's both. I think that there are people who are are onto the scam, but I think that. How big of an institution education is Is still very embedded in our minds So I think a lot of people do want to still go to college They just don't have the means to Like I probably would have went to college If y'all want me to be honest If I, if I would have been able to afford going You know what I mean But I couldn't afford it So I had to take other routes But I think it's both things There's people who can't afford it But then there's other people who like You know what I'm making this amount of money And I can make more money Instead of going into debt Like me for instance I make more money than niggas who who just did four years in college. We coming out and they making a little bit under me or the same amount. And I'm like, that four years you were in school, I was building a resume and experience to be qualified for the same job you are with just a degree. So
0: it's both to me. You think AI got a lot to do with it? Because a lot of these businesses are gearing towards AI to where I think, uh, where where the fuck? What city was that? They just opened the first all AI ran business. Like everything is AI. Probably Silicon Valley. There's no human in that motherfucker. Um, I think AI definitely does have a little bit to do with it because
1: it's like, yeah, why, why, you know what I mean? Have these requirements when we're just going to program something to be just able have to have a it robot working
0: anyway. So yeah, no, yeah. it's definitely
1: it definitely could be that. Um, I just think that, and again, I don't want to shit on college. It, it didn't work out for me in my life, and I still, you know, was able to make a good income. But if you're going to be some sort of doctor or a lawyer or something in the medical field or go to trade, it's always good to go and do it. Because what I've learned, because I work at a job that requires you know a bachelor degree in, in corporate. So I, what I've realized is that the treatment and the amenities and things that you're going to get at a job that does require some sort of degree is going to be better compared to like working at, for instance, you work at McDonald's. You might work, you know what I mean, and make $20 an hour at McDonald's, but you might have no PTO. You might not, your boss might be an asshole. You might have to work pool doubles, you know, to make the good amount of money or you can go to college for 2 to 4 years, get out, make $5 more and only have to work
0: your 8 hours. Look, I'll, have I'll your say, PTO. Have I'm going you know to wrap it up with this. So, get educated, not indoctrinated. Mm. College, I'm sorry to tell y'all folks, a lot of that is about indoctrinating you and helping you become a lifetime debt slave you know what i'm saying a lot of these people they die with this college debt they spend their whole life paying off this college debt and we in the age of information a lot of shit that you couldn't get nowhere else except for college you had to pay to get it is right here you know what i'm saying you can learn this on your own you can educate yourself but get educated not indoctrinated
1: no that's a fact um Like I said, if it works for you, if that's what you want to do, but make sure, you know what I mean? You stick to it. Like, don't go in there for no fucking communication degree or something, because, yeah, that's stupid as hell. But if you're going to go in there for something that is going to be a value to the world, then go in there and stick to it. If not, there's a whole bunch of examples of people getting it without it. So I don't think
0: it's vital. One more thing. To the Gen Z, shout out to y'all. I think y'all, I always say this, y'all going to be the generation that's going to change society you know what I'm saying? For the for the better, cause the world is shifting. So naturally society has to shift. I know y'all catch a lot of backlash for y'all ways of thinking, but I think y'all gonna be the one to shift the world. But I am gonna say this. We still need doctors, we still need lawyers, we still need firefighters, we still need plumbers. You gonna it's gonna get to a point where all of y'all want to be content creators. Everybody can't be a content creator. Everybody can't yeah. be a celebrity. You fuck around and get shot in the street, and all we got is content creators talking about it. Like you need doctors, we need lawyers. We still need the things that keep society going. So I shout out the blue collar workers. You I, know I, w- what I'm
1: I, I wish Messiah was here for this because for I want, sure. I kind of wanted to touch on too, just real quick, on how like this is why we do need those jobs. And I think people are not finding fulfillment in life in general. And a lot of people make their work their life. And I think like if you're a firefighter or a police officer or you're something that makes a good amount of money, a city job, whatever, like you can take that money and go live life when you have off time. You can go do that hobby you want to do. You can go travel. You can go and you'll have the money to do these things. But a lot of people get caught up in making work their life where it's like, I'm a nurse, This is just what I do. This is all me. They don't have any hobbies outside of work. They don't have anything. No identity. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's where they start to say, well, fuck it. I want to be a content creator because then I can be me and get paid for it. But again, with what you're saying, like not everybody's going to be able to do that. And we don't need everybody doing that. So we got to find a comfortability in gen z with life outside of work i don't know how we we get there or we do it but we have to otherwise we're gonna have a shortage in all of these jobs that we need you feel everybody me?
0: can't be rich if everybody's rich nobody's rich yeah, that, that's, the, that's the whole thing about it we need workers everybody can't be a boss we say this all the fucking time shout out to all the blue collar workers y'all do not get enough credit man shout out to the blue collar workers they the ones keeping the world spinning facts but yeah, you got any final words, man? No, that's it, man. Um, again. make sure you share like, subscribe to the channel, man. We got a we got a lot more heat coming for y'all. Shout out my boy Messiah, man. You out there snowed in. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? We'll tap in with you on the next one, man.
1: Yes, sir, yes, sir. Disorderly conduct, the viral way. Yo. The
0: viral way. Bang. Ain't no handouts. <laughs> I did it from the ground up. In the streets, hardest way. Got a problem, nigga, watch my
1: troopers mouth nah, now. My bitch is bang too, and you a lame though. You niggas ain't outside, yeah, we came through. You want your lights so up, we put you on the shack.